coming live and recorded from the USA, Canada, and possibly Japan. It's the Game Punches Podcast. Everybody, welcome to Game Punches Podcast, episode one seventy-eight for Thursday, May the eighteenth, twenty seventeen. Game Punches is the most regressive and ponderous video game podcast on the internet. And my name is Steve, and my name is Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Hello, Steve. I got one question for you. Okay. Where's Fish and where's John? <laughs> Nobody knows, except for Fish and John, and maybe their significant others. It's like I was saying earlier, like, Fish showed up somewhere just before Sunday, and then he was like, just long enough, he appeared long enough on Slack to ask if anyone wanted to do a show on Sunday, and then complain about Alan Wake again, which is what he always does, <laughs> and then he vanished again. That's like, there's two things that you can be sure of when Fish shows up. I think One, Fish is doing... Go. One. Well, like One is just like the... The Alan Wake bitch fest again <laughs> about the fucking Thermos Blast collection. And and then, oh, and he might complain about some fighting game, maybe. But then usually he'll inquire about a show and then vanish to the land of wind and ghosts. I don't know. He's, not he's... to be seen again until he feels the call to complain <laughs> about Alan Wake once more. <laughs> That's right. He's, uh, he's very, cl- I think he's very clever and he's just keeping his oar in. <laughs> by uh, <laughs> dips his toe in. How about Sunday? And then we never hear from him again. Yeah, it's just long, long enough. I'm sure. I'm sure he will resurface at some point. I believe. Um, well, it's like we all have stuff going on, don't we? Well, really? you and I were just discussing this before, and we're, we're we're hitting walls. We're hitting that evening wall. I mean, ideally, we were to record this maybe at a 10 a.m. on a Saturday or something, because when we're all raring to go, or even when you're driving into work, if we could just pull over to the side of the road and go, <laughs> now's right to do a show. Let's do it right now. Pumped. Or, you know, or nine to five, Monday to Friday. Any time <laughs> in that window, I would be great right. to record a show. Basically, any time I sit at my desk going, man, I would rather be <laughs> recording a podcast right now, an energy-fueled podcast about video games and hilarity. With friends, that yeah, pretty much. But then it's like at the end of the day, and then you drive home, and you're like, oh, eating dinner, Ugh, homework, bedtimes. God damn it! Like, really, is there anything left in me at all? No, I'm exactly the same. I'm a broken man by the time I get to the by the time I. You know, it is so funny because every morning I'm enthusiastic, and I think, Pumped and I've shit. and I've stopped my and I've stopped myself doing it. I've stopped myself going. We should do a show tonight because I know now from the <laughs> hundreds of crow. The, the hundreds <laughs> of times. seven p.m. God, why the fuck did I say anything at all? <laughs> but then we've sat down, and here we are. 
yeah, we actually made it work. And like like I was saying earlier, and like you're saying, like you're actually, you know, fresh face. I've woken up. Yeah, so I'm in I. I'm in some dreadful. Uh, what's the uh, Groundhog Day? I mean, some oh. absolutely. And it's not a, it's not the worst Groundhog Day. Believe me, I don't ever sit there and say my life is awful. But I am in this Groundhog Day of just go to work, come home, feed kids, yeah. somehow do whatever it is to get them to bed and make nine o'clock come as quickly as possible, and then just retire <laughs> to a, a to right now Fallout Four <laughs> for hundreds really? of hours of that. Right, anything just to, I don't know. I need to break the monotony. I'm the same, except right now, your Fallout 4 is my destiny. I can't believe Well, we'll get to that in a minute, so... I guess. I mean, what is there to get to, except I'm a hopeless loser that's still playing <laughs> Destiny, and I can't stop. I think I'm that's... still chasing the dragon for that sweet loot drop. <laughs> I'm, it's still got me. Why am I still doing this? Really is it that bad? Is it that bad? Pathetic loser. <laughs> what? Is that bad? <laughs> It's really that bad. I'm still going, oh man, just one more strike. If I get another strike, maybe it'll drop a blue that's one more light level higher than what I have. That'll be just enough to push me over the edge to 394. What are you you pushing yourself over the edge to? What is it? I'm trying to get to 400 light level, man. It's impossible if you can't do raids. And I can't do raids because I don't know anyone that can do raids that is as exactly on my schedule which is to say never available when everybody else is <laughs> and only available when everyone else isn't it's, there's no, that no magic schedule grown, yeah the grown ass man schedule you should be where... uh, jumping on the multiplayer sundays we could maybe get together on the multiplayer sundays the problem is i'm so, i've never played destiny to any degree so i would be useless oh it's a lot it's it's not like it's a tricky system to come to terms with it's pretty straightforward once you get once you pick up the sticks and you go okay that's how that works fine and oh you, i could you, play you, it but i mean what do you have to get to a certain level like what are you level 50 or something and then and then you're pushing no. well there's this that you can get up to regular level 40 but the thing is you'll you've probably already received in your inventory somewhere at least one mote of light that can it's not a mote it's kind of, and it'll shoot you up to level 40 automatically and from then that from that point then that opens up the end game stuff like you know the top level strikes and all this other stuff and they just throw loot at you until you're at light level three where i'm at right now between 370 390 um and then you're just grinding for that one point extra each time but yeah i got like this is how bad it is I have the three characters, and for three whole years since Destiny came out, I've been grinding on my my uh, Warlock character. That's the only thing I played, and I had these two other character slots that I could do anything with, never touched them. So I fired up uh, a female Hunter and a male um, Titan, and I've basically grinded them two all the way up to 370 and 384, <laughs> respectively, like in the last week. Where I've been doing my own Groundhog Day. So what? It's, what's the? I don't. Still don't. You haven't. I don't understand what the. What's the end game? Where do? You, what is there an the, end? No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's. That's what I'm saying. I'm like chasing the fucking dragon, it, and I, I, it's ever elusive because what the fuck am I doing it for? It's it's the age old argument. It's that whole RPG, MMORPG stuff. Like, uh, you know, it. I I you know I do tricks to make money to 
you know, get more coke so I can work more, so I can get money, so I can do more coke. It's it's the whole thing. It's like I I grind hard <laughs> so I can get loot, so I can grind harder, so I can get loot, and that's and it never ends. It never fucking ends. And the thing is, why I've set myself an arbitrary limit of light level four hundred, I never know. I mean, I, that might be the cap. I'm not sure, but it's like <laughs> the gear that I need to get there is is only available dropped at the end of raids, which I know I cannot play. <laughs> it is just like plugging yourself into something, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's what it is, because it is my escape. But the thing with Destiny is that it's got this sweet fucking combat loop. And and I just... I've The very nature of that game is to... Is Groundhog Day, ironically. You're doing the same missions over and over and over again and all i do is a strike playlist and i've i've burned out all of my weekly bonuses for those things like by you know hour two on tuesday and i'll spend the rest of the week doing it just for shitty xp points and no gear why because i enjoy it <laughs> well that's i know fine. i can fire i can fire it up and i can play and enjoy myself and get that whole strike you know like fire team of 3 going and we have a big dramatic you know firefight at the end big finale yeah and everyone dances and then you go back to orbit go back to the tower what did i get fuck all <laughs> and then okay great well that was a hollow experience let me do it again that's that's been my my life at home when i get home what the fuck is wrong with that it is a problem and and all i'm thinking is god i can't wait till destiny 2 like really <laughs> Got the wallpaper, what replaces got the dynamic it? theme and everything. I don't know. Huh? Hey, well, that's okay. I mean, you have to have these things. I mean, oh, it's... yeah. I mean, I just think it's it's incredibly pathetic. <laughs> that I just can't get enough of this. And I have other games to play. It's not like I don't have anything else to play, goddammit. I bought three other games since of course we had you the last did. show. So, you know, as is my way. Right. So, anyway, what about you? Well, let's talk about pinball, because that was the big thing that I wanted to talk about. So... I decided to. I, I've always. I've talked about pinball before. Yes, obviously. You so are when I was an aficionado, I'm not. I'm not real. I'm neither not an aficionado, but I'm a fan, and I played a bit when I was. I played right. played more. Probably I've played more than your average person. I know a, a young dude who's trying to collect as many pinball machines as possible. Very young. Yeah. They phased out before he was born. I'm sure. Well, but the thing about pinball machines is they are pretty expensive. They take up space. And it's one Impossible game. To replace. And it's and one game. <laughs> yeah, you that's know. true. I, I mean, Plus the, the, the whole arcade game situation. I want Outrun in my house. Why? You're going to be bored with Outrun. You'll be point. bored with it. If, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I. So pinball. I've always thought maybe I should own a pinball machine. I've always had a nice appreciation of the fact that it's a mechanical machine, an electrical machine. Right. I would have no problem either working on them either. Uh, if if I had my own machine, I think I would quite enjoy that. But anyway, it, I've, I have resigned myself to the fact that I'm not going to own a pinball machine unless somebody turned up and went, here you go, here's one for an amazing price. Right. And uh, anyway, so I, I have always sort of been, well, I want to play some pinball. I really still want to play pinball. And I start looking around and finding out where is there to play pinball around here. And I found some resources online that said, oh, yeah, here's a list of all the pinball machines. That, it's like a database of pinball machines for the North America. And then sort of around Toronto, it says, well, there's two pinball machines near me in our local bowling alley. But I'm not going to go play pinball at the local bowling alley where they're going to gouge me for however many hundreds of dollars for a play, player card that I have to swipe. And I'm going to, you know, 
table's at maximum sort of tilt and you get three balls and it's over before you've even started. Oh, God. So, that is a nightmare. Yeah, because like I was playing pinball back in the day at a proper arcade where these people really looked after their machines and the, and the plays were cheap and whatnot. So, yeah. you know, that's where it was fun to, to play. Anyway, so then it, I a bit more searching and I found the website for a place called the Church of the Silver Ball located in Mississauga, which is not far from me, like about 20 minutes down the road, half an hour, Shut if up, that. Really? Yeah. Right. So, so and the, the website sort of reads, it's pretty, it's, you know, no, excuse me for saying it, but it's a pretty natty website. It's not like super slick or anything like that. It just says, you know, we're, we're open at set times. Give us a shout if you want to come down. It's 20 bucks. Play for four hours. I was wondering, what the fuck does natty mean in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you believe that's... Oh, not yeah. impressive. I got yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, and I thought, yeah, it sounds okay. I'll, you know, I'll go check it out. And right. uh, so I emailed the, this guy, Mike, and I said, you know what? I'm interested in coming down. He goes, yeah, well, come down on... on I said, are you going to be open Saturday? He goes, yeah, we'll be open Saturday. Come on down. I said, okay, I'm going to come down. So I sort of stepped outside my comfort zone. I thought, all right, I'm going to jump in the car. I'm going to go down and see what Ooh. this is all about. Uh, announcing that you're going to show up too is like they're waiting for you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you never know. That's so, that's socially that's, yeah. unacceptable. Yeah, Sorry, so. <laughs> I can't, can't do it. It's a lot of pressure. Was I? Was on. I? You know? Hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. If I what did I, what did I have to me. turn up in like special pinball outfit or something? <laughs> right. If I wasn't dressed in the right attire, maybe I wouldn't be Correct. accepted. Which is, of course, shell suit. <laughs> Uh, so I drove down there on on uh, Saturday. Uh, I think it was Saturday. No, Friday night. Maybe it was. And uh, it's you know at the back of a trading estate. You know, a unit at the back of a trading estate. And as, uh, as customary, as customary, yeah, on a Friday night when there's no one working. So that's all a little bit dodgy. But I went round there, and then there it is. Open sign is open. There's a couple of cars out the front. I walked in, and lo and behold, there's uh, you know a, a two rows of pinball machines, and uh, you know. To, uh, three Amazing. or four guys just sitting down there shooting the shooting the shit, and uh, it was great. I just walked in, sort of introduced myself, and I met. Uh, oh, I didn't get myself prepared, but I had the, had the names of all the guys who I. Who I but Mike, the main man was Mike, who seems to run it, and he was very nice, right. very very uh, very kind. Just let me come in and sort of I shot the shit and talked to him for a while, and he's basically been involved in collecting, I think, machines since the nineties maybe the late 80s i can't remember I, I was listening to him uh honest mike if you're listening because i told him i did a podcast uh but mike there's run it are you so- sure you didn't tell him you do eight podcasts <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't reel i don't reel them all off i do eight podcasts yeah uh and uh <laughs> i've forgotten half of them sorry yeah couldn't um, name them i'll guest on anything i'm a whore um <laughs> Yeah, so Mike basically runs it. So he has eight, you know, in where I was, there were sort of like, I don't know, maybe like uh, 15, 15, 16, 17, 18 machines, eight or nine either side, Mm -hmm. uh, ranging from the 70s, 80s up to the 90s. And I think there were maybe some some, uh, even more modern ones. Did they have Star Trek The Next Generation? No, I really like that machine. With the misshapen Borg Spaceship. Which oh no, it's not that like one. I like Star Trek. I think Star Trek spaceships. was the one I like. No, I'll no, tell you, that's one of my favorites. But, but it's like the Borg spaceship is just like a weird spaceship. It's not even Borg-like in any way, shape, or form. Not cube-like. Not at all. Not oh. at all cube-like. No, or even sphere-like from the movie. Right. It's, it's like a spaceship. It's got weird angles on it. Uh, 
Yeah, no, they didn't have that. Um, but you know, could he? Could he? Does he have that in the back? I don't know. Like, so yeah, you have to. Uh, his setup was, you know, it was a small part of the business unit with all these machines and you know a couple of sofas where they were sitting around and these machines that were there and all working beautifully and kept in great condition. Right. And then I, from what I understand, is he has the back there where he's got more machines that are being worked on constantly, more machines to sell. You know, work in progress yeah. at the back. And uh, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to see the back, but you know, I can imagine it's just like a treasure trove or whatever. You know, there's all Probably. sorts of memorabilia all over the place. Um, but what was, you know, the pinball was excellent. But what was really fascinating was, you know, I sat down and I talked to Mike, and he has this history. You know, he's pr- probably you know a few years older than me, but he has this history of the industry and the pinball and arcades. And then he, and then another guy is there. Uh, well, I also met Paul, who was very nice. He he showed me the ropes on an old 1970s machine, which was just, you know, no. Uh, fancy screens or anything to it, but then once he showed me what you had to do to to play it, I was suddenly I was in. I was hooked on the nineteenth, yeah. and I understood the appeal of a, of an older pinball machine, which I'd never done before. So that was really so. What, what's the deal there? What, what was the angle? Uh, going. I'm assuming it was a lot of mechanical kind fit, of much more much much more mechanical, but lights as well, and then just trying to get into certain sections to light numbers one to four. And right. then get into a, a final space, and then that would get you a shitload of points. And I mean, ultimately, you know, there's what else do these things offer? I guess it's, it's just. And then, but but I just got caught up in that. Can I do it? I couldn't do it. Right. And I was like, you know. And in fact, that Ooh. proved to be probably the most enjoyable machine that I played. The one that gave me the most s- s- challenge satisfaction. That's um, cool. So that was really cool. Um, he also introduced me to a guy named. John and another guy called Wade and as they're sitting there talking to me they go they point to the FIFA they have the FIFA machine and they go you see the got and it's got uh, I don't Did know if you, you ever shout? I don't know a FIFA I don't know if you ever <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen so it has a picture of it I think it was made for the American when when FIFA when the World Cup sorry it's World Cup right so when the World Cup was right. held in America and it had the dog mascot oh, do you remember yeah anyway so there's FIFA the pinball machine has this huge dog mascot and then some players scoring a goal in the background and, and uh, John who's there point he says uh, see that guy that's him he points to the striker I think it was the striker he says that's Wade and I went what are you talking about. Go, yeah, go, are you guys having me on? I'm the newbie, right? Are you guys pulling my yeah, chain? One of the old or whatever. Wade's on the poster. He goes, no, no. He like, goes, I des- I helped design that machine. And then he points to the other machine. He goes, you see that woman on the side of that cabinet? That's my wife. That's me in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy who's sitting there, this guy John, and I haven't, I have, I did look him up, and he's quite well known. Is a designer of pinball machines. And then the oh. other guy that was in there, Wade, he had distributed. At, he had distributed arcade machines back in the day. Oh, wow. And it was talking about how they had picked up, like, he would go and pick up, like, 18 ar- uh, asteroid cabinets and distribute them around and shoveling quarters out. Or I mean... Is he still doing this? No, no, I, you know... Well, the, he uh, needs uh, to find a Gauntlet Legends machine for me right now. Well, I'll ask around for so you. So that but, I can get bored after two weeks that I have a Gauntlet Legends machine in my house. But the fact... Gauntlet but, Legends. But the... But the, but the that I was just gobsmacked. I mean, I had gone just in expecting just to hear. I had gone in just expecting. I know. I got in just expecting to hear you go. Here's my money and let me play some pinball. To actually, fuck the pinball. I think I'd rather just talk to you, you guys first. for a few hours, right? Holy moly! What do you yeah. guys know? 
well, uh, you know, so I'll definitely be going back there again. So, you know, a huge thanks. And, and they were interested, yeah. they, you know, they were generally interested in the podcast and asked me what it was. So if they do get around to listening, thank you guys for entertaining me and allowing me into up, that experience. Fellas? And yeah. uh, I mean, that's got to be a, a pit, a regular pit stop for me. I'm, I can't wait to go back again. You want to give the name, the place a shout out again? Church of the Silver Ball. Church can, of the Silver Ball. You Very can good. G- Google that up there. Um, uh, and if you come and visit me, man, come. We'll go down. That was uh, it. Was yeah. an awesome, it was a real what a find, what That's a find. The episode title. Today. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, very pleased with that. I was excellent. Yeah, you amazing. and your tales. That's really good. Phrases, tales. Well, the interesting thing about you know, I think it's uh, pinball and bass. It's it's pretty uh, specialist. And the more you dig around, what you find is people who have, and it might turn out to be with this guy who has his collection. So you have this young guy who wants to make his pinball collection. Mm. These guys who have these collections, it's all very well having eight, ten or twenty pinball machines in your house. But really, are you? What are, what are you going to do with them on your own? You want to share yeah. them, right? You got to have people around. So these guys get into these pinball leagues. They travel around. The arcades aren't there anymore but they're traveling around to people's houses, right, in all these man caves and people who have these collections and say, come on down, right. you know, and we'll, uh, we'll do, a, cu- we'll do a, a tournament in my, in my basement. So I don't know. It's really cool. That's it's really cool, cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're uh-huh. a fan of pinball, dig around locally and get outside your comfort zone. Gee whiz, you never know what you're going to find. It's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. What so, a- phrases, tales, <laughs> phrases, tales. Excellent. Yeah, that was cool. Tales of Fraser. Fraser and the Church of the Silver Ball. That's what this episode's called. Here we go. Fraser and the Church of the Silver Ball. That is an Indiana Jones title right there. That's yeah. Cool. So I, I don't, I'm not sure if there was um, anything else I had for an intro. Uh, I can't think. Can't think Why of anything else. Why the fuck are you else? playing Fallout 4? Why, why Fallout 4? Oh, well, what have we been playing then? Fallout yeah, 4, kind of right. slip in there. That's uh, Bongo's fault again. Um, oh, actually, I don't know. Seeing. Had I been playing Dead Rising 3 when I saw you last time? No, not at all. What? Well, I have progressed what? No, then. What? what? Well, I'm still doing what? this year of living dangerously. Right. So I've got to get through these 30 games, and I just want to get through them. Anyway, Dead Rising 3 was on there, so I was like, oh, okay, all right. Let me see if I can speed through this one. So I started it up, and lo and behold, I ended up finding out that it was one of the best games I've ever played. (laughs) I absolutely love it. How Dead Rising 3, sitting in my library, had no impetus to play it whatsoever, but fired it up for this, and it was great fun. It was pretty good once you get into it. Yeah, man, it was a hoot. Did you uh, uh, find the uh, Grim Reaper exploit? Yes, yes. Well, I don't know whether it was an was it the exploit or, I mean, I found the, I the, I I looked and somebody said you've got to get the ultimate Grim Reaper. That's how you got to. That's it. Ra- yeah, the, the ultimate, ultimate Grim, Grim Reaper. Reaper is the one to rack up the levels. So it's amazing. Yeah, I went up like you're going up like a level every ten seconds. It's <laughs> yeah, stupid. you just and you finally it gets you to a point where you want to jump into crowds of zombies. And you go, okay, here we go. <laughs> like let's draw them all in. Level up time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so and, and it was great, and it, it was lovely uh, playing two player. My son played it, so we, you know, I was jumping in. We were running around, and I got him the ultimate Grim Reaper, so he was happy. Uh, so yeah, that was great. So so uh, I finished f- finished that up, 
And then it's like, well, what's next on the list? It's like Fallout 4 is on the list. Oh, God, all right. Here we go, yeah. Oh, Fallout 4. So I fired it up. Lo and behold, I thought I, I, I was probably a good 10 hours into that game already. Yeah. If not more, I had played it. Fired it up. My save had been deleted. My son had overwritten my save. I was like, oh my God. But here's, here's something. I was the better man, and I have not mentioned it to him at all. I haven't even said it. Said him. I, wow. No, I, it's like, whatever. I don't need no to, to. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. He, he wouldn't have done it on purpose. So. Well, no. Um, inside, I was just a seething volcanic, fuming rage. For a little while, but then I started playing again. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, settle down." I put a little bit of a uh, walkthrough on the old uh, uh, iPad next to me, just to um, really, just to give me that head start, make sure that I'm leveling up correctly at the start. You right? Know? Yeah, you don't want to set up on the wrong foot in one of those games. Well, I want to just plow through it. Oh yeah, right. plow through it. Right. I am about. Well, I think my playtime so far is thirty something hours. I've logged on this in the last week. Uh, it's basically become a job and it's fantastic and I'm so in deep with it and they, and again Bongo the Saiyan and his bloody year of living dangerously has now prompted me to fall back into a game which I thought was dead to me and I'm absolutely loving it it's just unbelievable but that's the whole point of living dangerously right that was the whole point it's the it's whole you're point you finish your games you appreciate the games more it forces you to see the beauty in the shit that you bought that otherwise you'd have gone, fuck it, next game, right? Next That's game, next chasing that dragon again, right? <sighs> yeah. In some sort of way. I mean, it's really bizarre and it makes me wonder what the hell we've been missing. How many other things I've missed over the past... I mean, to have two on the trot like that that yeah. were just sitting there and I had pretty much given up the ghost on them. I'm thinking back on all the games that I have partially played... I mean, I am like a 75% guy all the way through my games, like everything. 75% everything. is a good... It's not bad, unless I really hate the thing, but I bought it digitally, so I'm stuck with it. And then yeah. I'm more like 10%, but still. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff I haven't finished. All that I may maybe have not given a fair shake to that is still lingering around. I know I've got a bunch of those. A bunch of those. Yeah, it's the deals that get me. Usually, if I've paid full whack for something, I'll give it a good fair shake of this oh, this thing. But you like, reminded me of something. Dead Rising Three was a fiver, so I play. You know, I never even fired it up. I was like, eh. oh my word! <laughs> you really do. You really did just type that in. I sure did. Oh my goodness. I heard my wife just come in. She's going to come down and come behind me when I scare the crap out of me in a minute. I got to keep looking over right. my shoulder. Oh. I got headphones on. Going, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, yeah, so Fallout Four. I, it's great. It's great. I mean, I'm not sure how much we've ever talked about it. You know, again, it's, this is what two years, a year to two years old, right? So yeah, um, yeah, two years. But I'm in deep. I've got some quality weapons. Um, I'm finally. I, you know what I did when I first played it? I had no inkling to do any of that crafting stuff because right. it has crafting it's the weapons involved. crafty it's really involved but yeah. this time i've gone full into it so that that's good and uh i'm leveling up very smartly and i should be plowing forward with the mission but i find myself i just want to go do more and explore more so i god knows how much more of this game there is it it's You'll be playing it forever. 
It is massive. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah. It yeah. brings the Bellamy out in yeah. you. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> in all of us. So I don't Brilliant. know. But I'm not in a hurry to... Uh, a little bit of me thinks I should just get it finished. But then I sit down with it. I'm like, uh, that's like throwing away if you're in half the wine bottle, right? There's right. a lot of... Of particularly, I got, um, and I suppose it's minor spoilers, but I've reached a point where I had I got sent out into some really radiated wastelands, right? Um, and then things really started to change from there. It started to really switch it up and become a little bit more interesting in things that were happening. So hey, it's great. It's great. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I I spent a lot of playing that game on the back foot like i spent an awful lot of time trying to wander and expand and get out there and see things um but just getting annihilated yeah on the regular like just like i am not equipped for this area yet i am not equipped for this area no matter where i went like oof, that okay i got i got my shit pushed back in going down there shit pushed back in going down there and it's like ugh, which one are we gonna do yeah uh in the end i got as far as uh Got to the diamond and all that good stuff. Got to that big keep, that stone keep thing. Yep. The uh, castle. The big, yeah, fought the big thing there. And I think oh, that's Queen Maya much, look. Yeah, she's that's, tough. That's where I, yeah, it is. That's where I stopped, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much where I, I stopped playing seriously. Yeah, I've got a little bit of a, I, I think I've done it the way that, that's helped me enjoy it. Because, you know, the walkthrough I have or was following, he was just like... You know, within, you know, a couple of pages, he was like, okay, now you need to go do this. And the reason you do this is because you get the Pikmin blade. This blade just is the best blade you want to get, you know. Or right. do you follow this path because now you're going to get the... I've got a gun called the Overseer Guardian. Right. This thing is just annihilates everything, you know. it's, And that's what you want, right? And it's just made it. So I'm pretty tooled yeah. up. That's fair enough. That helps. Really does yeah. help. So what else we got here? Play... I, okay, yeah. I keep hearing about this battlegrounds. Yeah, player unknowns battlegrounds. Yeah, how much do you know it's, that it's called player unknowns battlegrounds? <laughs> and I think you've spoken of it before, where you get dumped into a place. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and so then the the area kind of gets smaller and smaller as time you goes on. Got it? it. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to the other podcasts in our podcasting family is hearing people talking about this at the moment. Um, I'm one of the more vocal people for it. I've been watching tons of it on Twitch. Um, I did buy it, and then uh, I had some trouble running it, got kicked out, so I refunded it on Steam. Oh, keeping you up, am I, love? Sorry, And uh, then I finally cracked again, so I bought it again yesterday. (laughs) Because I'm weak. Right. And uh, I'm running it. It's running okay. It's a a little bit laggy at points, but I have played about four or five games. Um, it's good. It's funny actually playing it now, now playing it since right. I've watched a hundred hours of other people playing it on Twitch. Different kind of. I know exactly game. the tactics that I, how I want to play it. Right. Now I get the chance to play it how I've been sort of watching people play it. And uh, yeah, I'm getting my ass handed to me as usual. Um, Generally, is it fun. It is fun. I actually, I've done all right. Um, I'm a little bit janky on the controls. It's all keyboard and mouse, and so I'm just finding. Um, 
I'm, I'm suddenly bumping into people and I'm panicking and I don't know what I'm pressing. Right? Fair enough. Um, but I did play a, a round today earlier and I came 13th, which wasn't too bad. So Right. Cool. See, my wife just scared the crap out of me. See her come behind I saw me. that. Yes. I saw it before you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So I have been... Pl- so, okay, so remember that, that I slacked the other day i see that the price is right on the order 1886 in other words it's now three dollars right yeah it was something like three bucks yeah it was uh it was the sony santa monica sale i think okay Um, not the not the we let's see what if we can possibly wring out some more money from this sale i was i mean it literally was the cheapest sale that they had um, so I was like, okay, fine. I, uh, $3, I can throw $3 away if it's horse shit. So let's, let's go in. Cause I need, I need to at least experience it. Oh, had you not um, played it? No, man. This is like, oh, this is why. This is like wow. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, finally. no. Okay. Since sorry. No, I, day, I was, it lo- is now $3. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I was like, yeah, if you've played it, like even I've played it and $3 was, the price was too high. Uh, right. Well, I mean, so... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I started playing that. God damn, that game is gorgeous. Yeah, it looks amazing. It's, I mean, that thing would look, is visually impressive now, four years after launch, when it launched. Yeah, it's one of the best looking games. It's just, it's visually stunning. Stylized, it's, 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 the style is, is fantastic. It's slow. It's opener. It commits all of the, like, you know, the sins of game openings it's slow it's plodding it makes your control awkward and sluggish it makes you give uh, give too much effort for a game you're not even invested in yet making you care for characters you don't even know who the fuck they are yet yeah and and it, i see what they're doing but it did not um enfranchise me <laughs> to uh to the storyline or anything or the world or anything so yeah i think when we talked about it before the final verdict for me was just somehow they did everything except forgot to put a game in there that's that's about right i mean there really wasn't much in the way of um qa testing i mean i'm sure it was tested qa but the the feedback they got they must not have responded well to because that there is no excitement in that game. There is no enjoyment in that game. It, at least there's no, no enjoyment to be derived from the playing <laughs> of that game, I should say. I can look at it all day for it is gorgeous and the mustaches are plentiful and large and bushy. Um, but that when it comes to cover-based shooters uh, and I'm a secret order of knights with walkie-talkies in weird steampunk London and I'm supposed to be fighting um, what would they be called Um, I don't know I've banished it from my mind cryptids right is is the word which is to say you know mythical creatures (laughs) right Um, from the horror realm they're quite werewolfy yeah, quite werewolfy, and but I seem to be spending an awful lot of time shooting human males, which 
uh, is is not me shooting werewolves. <laughs> so obviously, and that I have a problem with the fact that I am not shooting werewolves in this cover-based shooter. Um, I only it only hinted at a creature as I was trying to escape during the awful opening sequence. Um, so at three dollars. I'm on the fence. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the amount of money that they must have put into the entire like look at how good our game looks. Yeah. Um, was overshot completely. Um, to a, like a sidelined gameplay experience, which I mean, it's they didn't the the, the guy's shoulder is too close to the camera. Um, when you run, it, it does this weird thing. Um. It, it, it does this very deliberate, like, oh, realistic, obscure your view when you're hunkered down. So you can only see your most of your screen is taken up by your dude in cover. And you can just about see over the lip of whatever you're taking cover behind, which is more realistic. But again, cinematically, it stinks. And, you know, as far as gameplay goes, it stinks even more. Um, so I'm not sure if I'll ever go back to that game. But at $3, I'm really not weeping too hard into my... Right into my controller. Uh, Destiny played a lot of that. <laughs> Problems. Um, so, uh, did you? Real quick, I got Dirt Rally VR. Everyone's going crazy. I'm going to say everyone. I just mean people on the R slash PSVR subreddit. Uh, are they? Do you remember that problem with my drive being full last time we recorded? The bastard's back. Now? Oh, man, yeah. Is it Dump- stuttering and doing it, the business? No, it's just, it's these, uh, it's We know dumping. how to deal with this now, Fraze. You're a professional now. It's all right, it's dumped another few hundred million gigs of shit on my C drive. Anyway, carry on, VR. Very good, okay. I'm just so, yeah, to- Dirt Rally VR. Dirt Rally is uh, a very pure rally game, and it's car game, Fraze. You'd love it. Um, Would I? Yeah, it's it's simplistic. It is very... It's one of those realism-slash-sim games that really nails that sitting on the fence between it's real, it's not real kind of thing. Um, The physics are incredible. Um, And you can't beat driving around in the... It's so responsive. The first car they give you is a shitty Mini Metro. And it's responsive as shit. Dude, seriously, the next car... Ford Escort. This is my game. This is my game right here. <laughs> Next one, Ford Escort Cosworth. Oh, no, it's a Sierra Cosworth. After that. So, like, I'm going up the Fords. And then after that, Peugeot 305. Right, right, right nice. into the Peugeots. Right into the boy racer stuff. So, but it's great because... It's got to be British made then, right? It, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's Dirt Rally. You got, you've got your co-driver with his clipboard. And he's calling the shit out. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, right. Six ahead. No cut. Uh, you know, don't cut corner into left two and jump. Watch bump left three. Like, it just keeps going and it keeps, and it, it like telegraphs where you're going. Like, left one, it'll show the arrow going left with the number one next to it. So, like, you can see all these things, like, as they're coming at you, going, ooh. And, they, and then after a while, you just kind of go into this zone where you're just listening to what he's saying as you're driving. You're not really looking at the guides or anything. It's so good. You ah. get into a real cool groove. Um, and like I said, the response on the, the DualShock is amazing. Um, uh, but then, 
Throw some VR on top of that. Sprinkle a little bit of VR on there. Throw some VR on top of that shit. And I'm telling you now, if you turn right behind you, there's no car there. I'm saying that much. There's no car. <laughs> they, don't, they don't render the car behind you. It's like a, ch- a, a cut and shut or a chop and shut or whatever they call it, where the, the other half of your car is not there. Don't I guess they don't you. render it much. Um, but yeah, like being in there in a fucking classic mini metro with the shift stick that's this high nice and it's all bare bones it's like all that weird shitty uh it's not even it wasn't plastic it was like it was like leather but it was that cheap stretched tight leather on shit that had gone old and vinyl cigarettes a lot of vinyl edging (laughs) and and then you've got your driver and uh, your co-driver in the other seat. Of course, you're on the right-hand side of the car. Brilliant. You got him in the left, and he's like, and he's very British, you know. Left one, three into a bump, you know, very good. And the thing is, there's no frills, there's no bullshit, there's no hey, where you want to go and race, you know, hey, welcome to the tournament, yeah. <laughs> it's none of that shit, which good. I cannot stand in racing games. Forza, um, it's just straight up. You want to you race a car? Okay. You want this championship or this championship or this championship? Uh, I'll have that championship. Okay. One of the, Which one of these courses? That one? Okay. Let's, we're in. Let's go drive. There. You're done. It's brilliant. Right. You can pick your car if you want. You can add shit to it if you want. It doesn't matter. It's it Codemasters, matter. right? It is Codemasters. They know what they're doing. Beautiful. Yeah, they really do when it comes to this stuff. So Dirt Rally VR, if you do have a PSVR folks out there... It really is a good experience. Like, everyone's talking about how they've nailed the VR experience with this one. It's really hard to put my finger on exactly what is different about Dirt Rally VR as opposed to other games. Because I've played um, I played the demo of uh, Project Cars. Was it Project Cars? No, it wasn't Project. What was it the other one? Um, you and your mates. What was that? Which one was that? Uh, drive club, drive club, drive club. You, and your <laughs> you and your drive club VR. So in drive club VR, I got motion sick like immediately, right. immediately. I couldn't play it. This one, I had to kind of train myself a little bit. I can manage. I, at first, I could manage maybe a full race, which is you know a, quite a while ways. But um, for some reason, now I strap that thing on, I can play for hours in that game, and I am notoriously sensitive to motion sickness in in the VR which I'm not happy about I'd love to play uh, Valkyrie way more than I can without going like straight as soon as I do a barrel roll I just want to rip the thing off my head and I'm sweating and shit Um, but yeah for some reason Dirt Rally VR does not give me the motion sickness I'm watching a video uh, of a guy playing it looks really good it is very good he's playing it VR yeah, it's bouncy and you're sl- the it, it feels the feedback's just right. The physics feel just right. A lot of the time when I play these games, um, I don't. It's like I'm disconnected from the track and the car in a way that I can't. I don't feel like I have full command over what I'm doing. Right. Whereas for this, with this, for some reason, even though I didn't know the exact techniques to pull a handbrake turn in a fucking mini metro, I could manage to pull it off. Or at least get a, get a glide around. And this is a PS4, right? Uh, yeah. Not Pro. A, do you have a Pro? I can't remember. I do have a Pro. I got a Pro. Okay. And if people are on the fence about a Pro, I, I can't recommend that highly enough. If you're on the fence, that means you're kind of thinking about it. You need to do it. Um, 
just the boost in FPS on regular games is great. Playing a lot of games at 60 now that used to play like dog shit games on PSVR. PSVR is so crisp compared to, uh, sorry, Pro is crisp compared to baseline PS4 VR. Yeah. Um, it's, it's night and day. It is mm. night and day. Um, can't stress that enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's Dirt Rally VR. Nice. Next, uh, Little Nightmares. I've heard of this. Why have I heard oh, of this? Man. Okay, so it's like a claim. Okay, imagine it's uh, my my uh, elevator pitch. It is uh, Limbo meets Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. That's one of them. Right. So basically, uh, but it's got more depth to the screen, and uh, you play. Is like it two and a half D? Um, kind of. I mean, the the play is definitely side on, two D side scrolly format, but every room has depth to it. So, but it's just a fixed camera, but you can move in and out of the screen. So it's not like two D in that sense. Oh, yeah. It's just that the camera's fixed on the side view, but you can move in and out of the screen at, with your analog sticks. It's not like you're on operating on several planes in there. It's it's free roam. Looks and nice. You do have to like jump at the back of the room, climb up, you know, climb up stuff, jump forwards, jump across, um, hide. Uh, it's really creepy as shit. Um, you play this little girl, and what I thought right now, I'm under the impression that it's some crazy lighthouse, but I could be, actually it's a ship. I think it's a ship because it keeps rocking side, like you know, like as though you're on a ship. Um, and you play this uh, little girl character with a, a yellow kind of anorak, um, and you can't see her face or anything, um, and she has a, a lighter. That's, she's, got, she's got a cigarette light, and uh, she and you're basically. I, I guess you're trying to escape. Yeah. Um, Looks nice. It's terrifying. In in all of the sinister, uh, you know, terrible things are happening to kids. Ways that yeah. limbo is, and you know, an inside. Um, yeah, it looks like the sort of thing that I would be playing. I wouldn't really stop playing it if my kids walked into the room. But it would be guaranteed probably to give them nightmares. Nightmare fuel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's nightmare fuel. But you're like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. And then the next thing you know, you know, you've got you're monsters are yeah. literally pulling kids out of their beds. And they're like, what? No, awful. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And like body bags and shit outside of the kitchen. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it, but, I mean, so far, it's it's so... I don't want to say scary because that's stupid. It's like, it's just sinister. It's deliciously sinister, hmm. and the the gameplay is solid. The physics are solid. The jumping and the swinging on things and the pushing things over and the puzzles are not hard at all. Um, and the, even though like the respawning is is forgiving and you know the respawn points are forgiving and the checkpoints are forgiving it doesn't take away the sense of you know urgency or dread or fear that when you're creeping around like at small child level and you have these towering giant fucking monstrosities walking around you know that the minute they see you they're going to grab you and it's all over um has it got good graphics um i'll say this right now to you phrase it has it's got good graphics. Good. <laughs> it's, good. It's, it's got good graphics. 
Um, Shadows. It looks good. Shadows. It, it digital is purchase. Looks like something I'll get digital in a sale. Pretty much, yeah. And what I will say about the good graphics is that uh, they do that kind of realistic lighting thing that Little Big Planet had. Um, that kind of, even though it's not realistic looking, it's rendered as though it's in the real world. So the, yes. the lighting kind of makes it appear as though they're toys or, or you know, little Yeah, Little Big Planet did that, and I think maybe Tearaway did that too. Right, exactly. They make it seem as though it's a real world impossible object, right? Yes. So, yeah, it, basically yeah. that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and they make it work very well. Um, okay, so that's that. Now, on to the main event here. Yuka m- fucking Laylee. Oh, Yuka Laylee. We haven't talked about that yet. Yuka motherfucking Laylee. Oh, yeah. Dude. Okay. <laughs> Did it deliver? Oh, in spades. Like, I was like, okay, Phrase likes it. I'm going to buy it because I know Phrase on this particular type of game, and we are sanguine. We are of of one mind on this particular kind of game, which is the environmental hazard, you know, 3D adventure, collect them up, a million things to collect. Yeah, if know. only there was maybe another game you could compare it to, which might sum it up in one. I know, like, <laughs> if only, perhaps helmed by a plumber. I, I don't know. I don't know, it's hard. Or even... A bear. A bear. <laughs> so it's phenomenal. I, I'm not saying it's the best game ever made, you know. But you understand. I'm exactly not going to recommend this game to anybody unless <laughs> no. I think they are of the same mindset as me. That's the funny thing about it. But I swear to Christ. See, the thing is, me and Bando I would Kazooie, never ever recommend this game to Greg DeLacy. Right? Gotcha. Right. And I believe that... But my cousin, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe that we would never, ever be able to pitch this to Fish. <laughs> I no. don't believe he would go for this. Um, I, Me and Banjo-Kazooie go way back. I'll say that much. So much so, back when the N64 was a, it was a thing, and when that was the current console and PlayStation 2. Or PlayStation, I should say. I heard about a game in a magazine that was coming up that looked just like Mario 64, but it had better textures and more atmosphere. But ultimately, it was the same kind of game. And everyone was ranting and raving about it. It was called Banjo-Kazooie, and it was a very weird premise about a bear and a bird. And this was literally the first game that I researched... Before the fucking internet, really. Before I had internet access in my house properly. I researched this to get the re- the release date for this game. Hmm. And oddly enough, I swung by Curry's. <laughs> which, Curry's, it was either Curry's or Dixon's. It might have been Dixon's. 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 Yes. Dixon's. God damn it, I forgot about that commercial. And, you uh, could get what you wanted at Dixon's. You could probably get it at Curry's. If you wanted a washing machine, you could get but it at But if Curry's. you wanted a washing machine, you weren't getting that at Dixon's. <laughs> no. At Dixon's, you had a you had a strong shot at getting a game that you might have liked. You'd probably go washing machine, 
to some video recorders at Curry's. The crossover yeah. was probably there to video recorders, but VCR then Dixon's but... would take you up to cameras and shit too. Absolutely. Dixon's was the fun one. Curry's was the one that your mum went to. That was pretty much how that worked. It was all electronics, but definitely different flavours. Yeah. Definitely a male version and a female version of electronics outlets. So I'm pretty sure it was Dixon's. And uh, there was some scruffy fucking lout youth behind the counter at Dixon's. And I said, you wouldn't just happen. And this was a week before launch. You wouldn't happen to have any copies of a new N64 game called Banjo-Kazooie, would you? And he said, I'll check in the back. And he went in the back. That motherfucker brought that out and I bought that shit and I played it a week before launch. Nice. Mic drop. Mic drop. Boom! Dude, this was in 97. No? 98. I think it would be 98. 1998. Back before, like, embargoes and release stuff and, like, people checking for release dates on things. People didn't care. They just went to the store. What's new? This. Okay. So that was the first time I ever actually preempted a game and actually it just paid off on that one occasion and got it before launch. Um, But anyway... Back to ukulele. From the minute you turn that game on, it's Banjo-Kazooie, goddammit. It's unbelievable. It's phenomenal. Like I mean, The logo of the new development house <laughs> after the Team 17, which, of course, I got a lot of respect for Team 17, by the way, Alien Breed, shout out. Um, the, after the Team 17 logo goes by, it might as well be that N64 logo yeah. <laughs> with the bees and everything else. Yeah. Because it's got weird funny eyes bouncing around. And then you got the shape. Boo! That like, you know, it's a weird kind of dissolve cut spinny shape thing into like the main menu screen. Which is, of course, in the background, it's a flyby camera of the world. It's a, yeah. And you have the menu items with the little icons that got um, ah, um, like everything's still there and <laughs> no, it's like come it's... on it's brilliant and i was immediately hooked and I, so i started playing that thing and i got through that first bit which is a little bit weird um but it kind of gets you used to the systems and stuff that like area where you start with that wooden ship you know that that starty area yeah and uh, and then i got into shit i can't remember the name of it what the fuck is it called is it called the tropics or something Ooh, it's the, been a while since i, p- I played the it the first now, so. world the first world that you go into excuse me and i was absolutely gobsmacked by how gorgeous this game is it's absolutely beautiful um and i've i had reservations about the fact that he's a chameleon or a lizard or whatever the fuck he is because he doesn't seem to have that much stage presence to me compared to banjo i think Laylee has some uh Maybe a little. I didn't think they had that much overall, even after playing it for a while. But it doesn't really matter. My concerns faded very, very quickly because the controls are tight and on point. And basically, they control exactly like Banjo-Kazooie. They even have the same kind of, um, you know, advanced techniques after a while. Like the ass pound and, you know, like jump up and then hold the trigger and the whole slam and shooting things in very specific ways. Yeah. but yeah, my, my concerns about the the you know mascot thing that faded very quickly, um, 
and but that world was just fucking gorgeous and god damn it that <laughs> just the characters are brilliant like I know trousers you, you had a real big big thing to say about trousers i like trousers a lot i especially like his cell that you can you know where he is because you can hear his 80s cell phone ringing and the and i see what you said about his pants yes that's amazing um <laughs> But my favorite the little things I like. I know, right? But my favorite has to be that um, that big rock monster that thinks you're like a door to door salesman. Oh yeah, but he has that old timey speak. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you have to get rid of his teeth. Yeah, I can't remember what he said, but like some uh, of the shit was amazing that came out of that guy. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I mean, it's just Rockman has no just... time for thine. Dying double glazing. <laughs> it's, it's just remarkable how it's almost like we've been waiting twenty years for this sequel. Yeah, I was always hoping that we'd get something again that would that would you know bring back that spark that Banjo Kazooie had after Nuts and Bolts was a huge fucking gut punch to me um, and my son at the time because when John was born in '05. We had the N64 in our bedroom, and we used to sit him in, like, the first year of his life, we used to sit him on the bed, and he used to love playing, he used to call it Banjo-Kazoo, and he used to sit him on the bed, and I'd give him the N64 controller, and I'd do the movements, and he'd just press jump. That was, and that was the first game we played together. Um, and then, of course, the Xbox 360 hits in 05... And one of the very first things they show, even though it took it years to come out, was Banjo-Kazooie running into a wall and the wall falling down and this really lush HD next-gen version of that valley in Banjo-Kazooie. And I was like, <gasps> and of yeah. course they went and shat all over our dreams on that one, but I really thought that was the end of it. But they've, what they've done here is they've made the exact fucking game I wanted. They really have. Um, and I honestly... I, I got to address the the review score in Polygon. Fuck me, brutal, eh? Brutal, um, in all of the wrong ways. I mean, I get what she's saying. But first off, reviewing games is not easy. In, in so much as it's not easy to succeed very well at it all the time. Uh, it's easy to do. You just write what you think and your opinions. You form it. You reshape it. Do it again. And she did that. Did a good job. However, and she did back up why she didn't like it. However, her reasons are stupid. Um, it harkens too much to the traditional gameplay elements of its predecessor. Which, okay. There's maybe one or two things that I had a problem with. For example, the aiming and shooting me- mechanic was a relic that did not need to make its way through. For example, you can't move while you shoot. You have to hold down the the left trigger to see the most great amazing thing. Yeah. But and then but he stands still, you can't move and you have a very limited range of where you can move and it's not very intuitive. There's like a there's a wind-up cycle of a couple of milliseconds more than there should be and it just feels awkward and spongy and weird. Um and that should be something where you hold down trigger and you can do it while moving and, uh, you know, a crosshair appears on the screen and you just fire that way while you're moving. That would That's a very easy way to do that. But it seems like a lot of the time they use these uh, uh, constricted gameplay mechanics deliberately pulled for their awkwardness from the past 
and using that awkwardness in order to leverage or kind of shoehorn in a weird kind of challenge to the player, which were never very fun because it was you fighting against a crappy control mechanic. Yep. As opposed to showing extreme skill or being good at whatever, or learning and being better over time. Um, so there's a few things like that. Certainly nothing at all worth justifying a... Was it, was it a five? Yeah, was actually, it? you know what? People had said here that she... Uh, Chelsea Stark is the name of the girl who reviewed it. And they yeah. are saying... One of the guys here makes a good point, you know, that she... Uh, probably you know marked it down or it's been marked for what people wanted it to be or rather than what it is meant to what be is I, I can get that argument but the thing is what it is is what it was old what it was supposed to be they're the same thing yeah what she wanted what she was marking or what she was scoring was a game launched today for today's audiences with today's trappings and today's mechanics. And that is absolutely not what ukulele is. No. Ukulele from Jump Street is very, very specifically, I am Banjo-Kazooie with different clothes on. That's all I am. Yeah. Like, straight up, that's all it is. Well, now, I think it's wrong to sort of sit there and pay too much attention to that because it's sitting at 9 out of 10 on Steam. Destructoid gave it an 8 out of 10. Oh, did Game they? Informer oh, okay. gave that's it an fine. 8 out of 10. So dwelling on I'm happy on with that. that then. Yeah, yeah I think fine. dwelling on the lower reviews is... Doing it was her first review for Polygon, and to be honest, I think it, she probably just wanted to make sure that she was being stern enough in the first review, which is a trapping we've all fallen into. Maybe. Um, she, I mean, she justifies... She, she answers she some did. critics on there and, and justifies why she gave it the score she did. Yeah. So whatever. Whatever. But, as, as always, a lot of it comes down to taste. And her taste sucks. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I love the shit out of this game. I am so happy and thankful that it exists. Um, it, well, it's been I just, a hoot. I mean, I think, you know what, it just gets two extra points before it even starts because it sounds and sm- the sights and smells and sounds are just there, aren't they? I mean, it's so they nice. They are, but make no mistake, that's not easy to manufacture. Like, you can still have the game and the sound and the, and the way you put it together could still make it, you know, end up with a steaming pile of shit at the end. I'm sure, yeah. There's, you know, shitty production values are a completely different direction or whatever. That will make all the difference, even though all of your assets are the same the way you put them all together, present everything. Like, yeah, I mean, you could still... I mean, if you look at the the difference between that and, God knows, well, just look that and Mario 64, for example, basically the same premise, same mechanics, same type of game. Multiple worlds, big worlds, explore everything, 3D camera, it's camera, uh, camera-centric analog controls, um, or camera-relative uh, analog controls, and all that stuff, so... It's the same kind of thing, but they're very different experiences um, just because of the way they've applied all of these ingredients. It's slightly yeah. different. But yeah, overall, love the hell out of that game. And $40, just buy the damn Oh, thing it's cool. I'm glad. I knew love. you would. It's amazing. I yeah, mean, it's I, really I was cool. on the fence because I was like, oh, I don't know, because the stuff I'd seen was kind of bland. It looked fairly bland to me, um, the stuff that they'd shown. But to be fair, they showed bland areas of the game uh, that hadn't been finished yet. And so, yeah, I wasn't really... But the minute you said, like, this, the minute you turned it on, you had a big smile on your face. And I was like, okay, 
all right, I know what he's driving at here. I know exactly what he's talking about. I need this game in my life right now. So I bought it, not disappointed at all, overjoyed. Exceeded my uh, expectations. Ooh, exceeded. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Here's the thing. You play the level, and you get everything that there is to get, and then you come back out and you realize, oh, I can get the enhanced, I can enhance the level. Yeah, you can get the expanded. The expanded version of the level, where it just yeah. starts adding more shit, more verticality, <laughs> more towers, more this, more that, and you get more of the same level to play around in. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's amazing. Anyway, so that's that. Good. Yeah. And that, right. that concludes what I've been playing. Well, that's, we've done well. We've uh, Not bad. Driv- we've driven past the hour mark, so why don't we start uh, I on, think... the, on the downturn, okay. on the home stretch. There you go. We've, we've hit the hump. Let's do some news. Very quickly. Do some okay. news. Do the news jingle. Boing. This is a great piece of news. The original news. Dun, 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 dun. I had some news. Bad news. Breaking new ground. I got a few news pieces. Press the left trigger to see the most amazing thing in the world. This just in. Yes. News. News. What is the news? Um, news from Japan. News from Japan. Japan. Um, I threw in a piece of news here. Okay, this is I've just thrown in titles, so we can just do. I'm I haven't even read the news articles really, but I just threw in some titles to see what we can say about them. Elite Dangerous to launch on PS4 in June. I picked this one out because of you, because you also have VR. But is it going to have VR? It's surely going to have VR. It needs to, but has it been confirmed? I'm terrified know. that it won't have, and then then what will my life be about? Now, are you still <laughs> playing? Yeah. All right. On your son's rig? Um, every now and again, yeah. Actually, I, the, most recently I've been playing on the Xbox again. Uh, but because... you're not playing VR, though, are you? No, no, not okay, at all. Okay, so that's the, that's the game changer, right? If this turns yeah. up on PS4. This is the whole reason I wanted VR from the get-go, was so I could play Elite. Elite okay. is what I need. All right. we'll have to life. get that. All right, we'll have to get that confirmed. Yeah, I might actually look into that. So, uh, yes. Okay. Amazing. June. Did we have a, a solid date in June? No, we don't. <laughs> we don't. That would involve actually reading these news pieces. <laughs> but like, okay, here's the news pieces. Uh, here we go. End of June. All right. There's a Polygon article. I'm surprised I didn't see that. June 27. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Mark it in your diary. Do they mention VR at all? They promise it will make full use of the PS4 Pro capabilities. Um, well, okay. Uh, No VR mentioned here. How hard can it be to add that in later, though? I don't know. I mean, it adds significant overhead. Um... Are they doing VR already though on uh, yeah, PC? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, then they can add it in. No worries. Go on. I'm just trying to be an optimist here. No, and I appreciate Except that very my optimism. much. Accept my uh, optimism and move on to the next news piece. Okay, I'll, I'll come. I'll get back to that because no one's sure yet. At least nothing I've seen is it would suggest that ever anyone knows at all. So back to the muse. I saw very quickly, and I, I'm not going to go into it, but the the Netflix. There's a new Netflix show in production right now based on The Witcher. Great, The Witcher. Uh, the 
chair. So, and I've pretty much given up on television right now. I seem to only watch Twitch or play video games, so I'm lost cause. Although I did watch a movie last night, which I would highly recommend you watch, called Mindhorn, which is on Netflix. Mindhorn. <laughs> It's all based no. on it. It's all based on an '80s TV hero called Mindhorn, who was a detective who was given a robotic eye that could see the truth. Anyway, it sounds all, amazing. Frankly. It is. He's all washed up, and then in recent times, a serial killer demands that Mindhorn he gets to t- brings him back, and he has to join the Isle of Man police force to help track Isle killer. of Man police force. <laughs> The force of five police. It has ev- it has everything you want in a television show. Trust that me. That sounds amazing. Actually, it's a TV show or a movie. It's a movie for Netflix. Okay, it, it delivers. Believe me, Mindhorn. It's great. Uh, yeah. So The Witcher is going to be a show. Great. I really. I'm not. I They'll probably fuck it up. Of course they will. <laughs> oh, and doesn't Alien Covenant launch on launch hit? Movie theaters in on Friday. This I thought Friday? it was out already. I thought I'd heard some people had gone to see it already. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm late. Fish is probably screaming into his uh, his face Alan Wake pillow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, by the way, there's a collectors, there's an antiques and slash collectors store downtown Richmond where I work, and they have uh, an actual prop uh, aliens egg. Nice. Actual real prop from the movie for $70, and I'm, I think I'm going to buy it because it's $70, and it's a fucking <laughs> alien egg. Right, do it. I think I should. You I need really that alien egg in your life. I, I kind of do. Well, then, I would be, it would well, be I not extremely be remiss free- of me not to encourage you to buy an alien egg. I know. What would? <laughs> <laughs> but then I've got an alien egg in my house, and isn't that going to freak me the fuck out? Wow. Really? There's an alien egg in the house. I guess. Even though it's it's a prop. I know it's a prop. Everyone knows it's a prop. But every time I walk into that room... Give it some lighting. Get a smoke machine. Fuck. I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it now. I'm kind of talking myself out of it. That would creep everybody out, I think, in general, wouldn't it? It would be cool. I think so. I'm just expecting a face. I could be crawling out of it. Ew. Ew. All right, moving on. Um, who's this? John Segan was a video game voice actor. I couldn't have told you that I knew of him before this piece of news, but he gets a right. special mention because he voiced Solidus Snake in Metal Gear Solid Solidus! Okay, brother. Oh, thank you, brother. <laughs> uh, so, of course, uh, anything to do with Metal Gear Solid gets a pass. It does. Godspeed, brother. God, I love Metal Gear Solid 2. You so really good. do. Um, I do. It's great. <laughs> I was listening to Cool Games Inc. the other day. That's a podcast. <laughs> and they were talking about a Should game I listen where... to that podcast? I need new podcasts. I think so. Check out Cool Games Inc. Um, so <laughs> they were talking about a game premise whereby uh, you had to be a guard in Metal Gear Solid 2. And you were just constantly being assaulted by naked somersaulting ridings, <laughs> like hundreds and hundreds of them. Like, <laughs> Brilliant. And you had to ignore them. <laughs> Choked out. Just constant, like, somersaulting naked ridings. Held up and then shot in the penis. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just, like, 
reverse scissor kicking. That's yep. the only way they move. And there's like hundreds of them <laughs> trying to do like the wheelbarrow kicks on you. It's tough. Um, yes. I like it. And, uh, oh, Alan Cake. Alan Wake disappeared. So they had a fire sale on that because they lost the license. There was some music in there. The licenses yeah. were lost. So they had to pull it from shelves. So they gave it a final hurrah, possibly a final hurrah. Uh, you could buy it for cheap again. Yeah. The same thing with the Order 1886. If you've played it, you know that you don't need to go buy this for cheap. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, you know incensed. what? <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't think Alan Wake was the worst game I've ever played. It definitely it wasn't, wasn't the worst. The best, best it was one of those niche experiences, and it's like, we're going to make this niche experience thing happen to you over and over and over again until you finish the game. Yeah, and in, and it, was, we're gonna... it was a niche experience on a par with Heavy Rain. It was, well, it, so one thing I really liked about that game was, and it's Alan Wake I'm talking about, was the visual effects on those weird, uh, that, that lighting, flickery, glitchy shit that was happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was it spectacular. Was cool. Yeah. It did because it was very cinematic, and I, I don't know a game that's actually managed to recapture that. It got that I'm boring, aware of. though, didn't it? But, like I said, it was that experience. It was the, oh shit, something's coming up behind me, and I have three bullets, and goddammit, if I do survive this, I'm just going to have to keep walking through this goddamn far- forest, collecting more thermoses and batteries, <laughs> and then I've got to do it again. Again then- with the thermos flasks. But that, that's all that you just spread that shit out. So, okay, it, you, you know, Alan Wake uh, condensed experience, horror experience, go. Oh, guy behind me. Oh, I've made it just in time. Whew. All right, let me walk down this path. Thermos, batteries, batteries, thermos. Oh, condensed Alan Wake experience. For hours. Fuck it. Yeah. Whatever. It's Fair it, enough. Dude, it no, you've nailed let it. it nailed it. There you go. It's like you were there. Okay. The end. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Alan Wake disappears. Only weirdos give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the truth. Truth. All right, let's do some charts real quick. All right, cue the chart music. All right, I will go and do the West here. So our charts for the West. uh, Westworld. uh, At number 10, Lego Worlds for PS4. At number 9, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare for the PlayStation 4. At number eight, it's Rocket League for Xbox One. This is uh, sorted by units, not uh, value. So, I don't know, Rocket League, obviously, still pushing numbers. Uh, FIFA for the Xbox One at number seven. Uh, For the PlayStation 4 at number six, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, Unbelievable. At number five is still GTAV. God sake. Uh, unbelievable uh, number four Prey for the Xbox One I was hoping it would have been nice if we'd had somebody who could talk about Prey today yeah, yeah um, Fish I know Fish has been playing it so maybe next time he's on damn it it's in there again GTAV for the PlayStation 4 good game Matt don't know if you played number it t- uh, I haven't played it what GTAV? Uh, no really? Yeah, it's a little bit too... I'd like to get it, but it's a little... My son will be all over. It's a little bit too foul-mouthed for my son right now. I'm not too keen Fuck to that. bring it. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, at number... I'll get it anyway at some point. At right. uh, number two... You'll love it. 
for the Nintendo Switch, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Deluxe. 8 Deluxe. For the... Uh, yeah. And at number one for the PlayStation 4, it's Prey. Prey again. We got to pray. Uh... Is that Hammer? It was Hammer. We got to pray just to make it today. All right, Japan. Number 10 for the 3DS, it's Pokemon Sun Moon. Nine for the PlayStation 4, it's Dark Souls 3, The Fire Fades. It. What is that? I thought you might pick that up. The Fire Fades Edition. That's probably three plus the two expansions. Eight for the PlayStation 4, Nier Automata. Seven for the 3DS, Professional Baseball Famiya Climax. Three, no, six for the 3DS, Fire Emblem Echoes. Echoes, another Hero King. <laughs> Again, that's Fire Emblem Echoes. Echoes, another Hero King. Yep. Uh, five for the Switch. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Four for the 3DS Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission. Three for the 3DS Escape from the Giant's Deathland of Advance. Through two for the 3DS Monta Hunter Double Cross. And one for the Switch (laughs) Mario Kart 8. (laughs) (laughs) That is the charts. Wonderful. Beautiful. Amazing. That's a show, Phrase. We've got a show done. We did Good. It. I'm glad. I was feeling bad. <laughs> about We've got to pull... About not getting shows out, we've got to pull our finger out. We've got, yeah, to, figure we this, we've got to figure this shit out. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, here it is. Cocaine is the answer. Possibly. <laughs> 5 p.m. cocaine is clearly the only way to go. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Cool. Well, I think we're good. Um, thank okay. you for listening to everybody. Um, I'm not... I'm not going to say how you can get the show, because whatever. And um, that's John's job, and he's not here. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for listening. We love you very, very long time. Very much. Long time. Uh, until next time. Uh, wizard. Wizard. Pinball wizard. Oh! Ho-ho! So-